Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Coffee Break Spanish Travel Diaries, Season 2, Episode 6. Hola a todos y bienvenidos a Coffee Break Spanish. Yo soy Mark y yo soy Marina. ¿Cómo estás, Marina? Yo estoy fenomenal. ¿Qué tal estás tú, Mark? Muy bien. Pues un poquito cansado, pero pues estoy muy contento de estar aquí otra vez en el estudio grabando Coffee Break Spanish contigo para nuestros oyentes. If this is the first episode of Coffee Break Spanish you've ever listened to, first of all, you're very welcome. Secondly, we are traveling in South America at the moment. Well, we're actually not. We're in our studios. <laughs> I'm in Scotland. Marina's in Spain. But we're following the journey of Ainhoa, Luisa and Esteban as they travel through South America on their travel diary, as it were. They're keeping a diary of their journey and we are reading it to improve our Spanish. Bueno, Marina, ¿qué, ¿qué nos cuentas hoy? Pues hoy vamos a llegar a un lugar nuevo. Estamos en Bolivia, concretamente en La Paz. Perfecto, pues estamos en Bolivia. Vamos a visitar el, pues, la capital de Bolivia, La Paz. Y pues vamos a leer el texto primero y luego y ya hablaremos de, de la gramática, del vocabulario interesante que hay y esperamos que todos, pues que, que entendamos perfectamente el texto. Uh, pues vamos a empezar. Venga, vamos. La Paz nos esperaban muchas cosas que ver y, sobre todo, mucha comida para probar. Desayunamos en el mercado de Nicolás Bravo y estuvimos visitando el centro de la ciudad. Vimos la Basílica de San Francisco y la Plaza Murillo. La plaza estaba llena de palomas. Como Esteban les tenía fobia, no nos quedamos mucho tiempo. Luisa tomó fotos desde la distancia y logró hacer una en la que aparecía su hermano con cara de pánico. Pobrecito, aunque fue gracioso. Para compensar el mal trago, le invitamos a comer chile relleno de pulpo a la diabla. 
Cuando terminamos, nos pasamos por el mercado de brujas, donde vendían desde recuerdos hasta pociones. Me compré un amuleto y cogí un par de souvenirs para mis padres. Después de aquel extraño, aunque interesante, paseo, fuimos al Kijikiji, el que era considerado el mejor mirador de la paz. Y no decepciona porque nos quedamos boquiabiertos. No nos pasamos por la prisión de San Pedro porque se nos hizo tarde y preferíamos ir a Sopocachi, el barrio más moderno de La Paz. Tomamos algo allí y terminamos cenando jate. Te sorprendería saber qué son los jates. Pues muy bien. Shall we find out what jates are? Yes, we are going to discover. We are going to discover what jates are because this is a cultural, but also I would say in Spanish, this is un viaje gastronómico. Sí, tienes razón. Sí, un viaje gastronómico. Right. Okay, let's go back through our text. And uh, there are quite a number of interesting things in here. So let, let's talk about it. Marina is going to read each sentence and then we'll talk about the, what, what's in there. En La Paz nos esperaban muchas cosas que ver y, sobre todo, mucha comida para probar. Okay, so we've got two interesting things here because we've got two infinitives. Muchas cosas que ver y mucha comida para probar. Now, let's talk about what it means first of all and then we'll go back to these two infinitives and think a little bit about them. So, en La Paz nos esperaban muchas cosas que ver. So, en La Paz... To us were waiting many things to see. So there were lots of things for us to see waiting for us. Y sobre todo, mucha comida para probar. And above all, lots of food to try. So Marina, we've got muchas cosas que ver and mucha comida para probar. Why do we have one que and one para here? Well, in these two, we could interchange them. We could say... Muchas cosas para ver and mucha comida que probar. Okay, so both work here. Muchas cosas que ver, muchas cosas para ver and mucha comida para probar or mucha comida que probar. Muy bien. Are there situations where we would say que over para or para over que? So we could say tengo mucho que estudiar. Mm -hmm. And in that, in that situation, it's kind of like the obligation. You've got to study it. Um, tengo mucho que estudiar. I've got lots of things to study. That's right. Maybe if we use que, it has a little bit more a sense of obligation rather than having para. That are things that you have to do, like different options. I have a lot of things to choose between. So, for example, tengo muchas películas para ver. Okay, right. So there you can choose between them, but if it's tengo muchas películas que ver, that may be because you have got an assignment and you're working through the list of films that you've got to watch, that kind of idea. That's right. Perfecto. Okay, let's continue on. Vamos a seguir. Desayunamos en el mercado de Nicolás Bravo. Y estuvimos visitando el centro de la ciudad. Okay, so desayunamos. We had breakfast. Remember to, to have breakfast in Spanish has its own verb, desayunar. And they had breakfast in the Mercado de Nicolás Bravo. 
y estuvimos visitando el centro de la ciudad. And we were visiting the center of the city. Now, some of our listeners might be wondering here, why estuvimos? That's a preterite there. The preterite combined with the gerund form, so we were visiting. But why is it the preterite? Why wouldn't we say estábamos visitando? If you if we said estábamos, then we were like describing a thing that was going on. And in this case, we are describing a thing that happened in the past and it, it has finished. So maybe if we were describing a situation where we are talking, estábamos visitando a mis abuelos cuando llegó un regalo inesperado. Okay, that's a perfect example because it's estamos haciendo algo cuando algo ocurrió. So we were doing something when something else happened, cuando algo ocurrió, a preterite interrupting the imperfect there. However, could we have said here as well, desayunamos en el mercado y visitamos el centro de la ciudad? What would be the difference there between visitamos and estuvimos visitando el centro de la ciudad? Okay, we could perfectly say y visitamos el centro de la ciudad. But here, if we use the gerund, visitando, we are giving the idea of an action going on. There's not a huge difference, but it's just describing the action differently. Okay, perfect. Let us continue on then and see what else they saw. Vimos la Basílica de San Francisco y la Plaza Murillo. La plaza estaba llena de palomas. Okay, so they saw the Basilica de San Francisco y la Plaza Murillo. Um, so another, a square in, in La Paz. And uh, Ainhoa describes this plaza as estaba llena de palomas. It was full of... Now, palomas could be doves or they could be pigeons. Do we know what we're talking about here? I would say pigeons. Pigeons, okay. <laughs> Muchas palomas. So how would you describe a dove? Okay, a dove is more like a tortola. Those are kind of palomas, but they are white and nicer, I would say. Okay. <laughs> now, we've not got anything against pigeons, of course, but una tortola, like a turtle dove, I guess. Una tortola. But the word paloma can mean can be used for, for, both, and for both, even. And you may be familiar with the song Una Paloma Blanca, but we're not going to sing that. And it also can be a name for a woman. In Spanish, we can call a girl or a woman Paloma. Paloma. I'm sure many of our listeners have heard of Paloma Faith, if, if not other Palomas. Okay, let's continue on. Como Esteban les tenía fobia, no nos quedamos mucho tiempo. Okay, this is interesting. So, tener fobia a algo o a alguien means to be very afraid of something, to have a phobia of something. So here, como Esteban les tenía fobia, as Esteban to them had phobia, so as he was scared of them, no nos quedamos mucho tiempo, we didn't stay long. Can you give us another example of tener fobia a alguien o algo? Sí, claro que sí. Por ejemplo, yo tengo fobia a las ratas. Okay, so you're scared of rats. Um, entonces, le, hay, hay muchas ratas aquí. Les tienes fobia, así que vámonos. Eso es. También puedes tener fobia, no solo a animales o a personas, también puedes tener fobia, por ejemplo, a los espacios cerrados. Entonces diríamos claustrofobia. 
Okay, so claustrophobia would be a phobia, a fear of uh, enclosed species, uh, claustrophobia in, in English. So phobia can work on its own, but you can also have specific types of phobia and so on. Okay, so como Esteban, les tenía phobia, to them he had phobia. No nos quedamos mucho tiempo, we didn't stay long. Now, just before we go on, let's talk a little about quedarse. Because it's a very, very interesting verb and it can be used in many situations. Here we've got no nos quedamos mucho tiempo. We didn't stay for long. But quedarse can be used in, in other situations too, Marina, can't it? Yes, that's right. We can have it like stay in a place. We could say nos quedamos de piedra. If you were saying how you, how you stayed like uh, physically, if you were surprised for something, you could say I was shocked. Me quedé. De piedra. Me quedé de piedra. So literally, I stayed myself of stone. I turned to stone. Me quedé de piedra. Muy bien. Mm -hmm. And if we used the verb like, instead of quedarse, we say quedar, then we can use that to explain that we are meeting someone. For That's example, right. he quedado con mis amigos a las seis. I will meet my friends at six. And that's quite tricky because listen to what Marina said there. He quedado con mis amigos a las seis. Using a perfect tense, I have quedado with my friends at six o'clock. And then you translated it as I will meet my friends at six using a future tense in English, which I'm sure is a little complex. However, if you think of it as I have arranged to meet my friends at six, then that quedar takes all the meaning of arrange to do something, to arrange to meet in that case. There is one other use that I want to pick up of, of quedar, and that's when something is left. So there are things left over. Um, quedan, a ver, quedan cinco episodios de los travel diaries, ¿no? Eso es, sí. O queda muy poca comida, hay que comprar. Okay, so there's a very little food left. Um, we need to, to go shopping. Um, and that one's different. That's not arranging to meet. That's about things are being left over. So, okay, that is a really tricky verb, um, but a very useful one too. Yeah, it is. We use it quite a lot in Spanish. <laughs> Muy bien. Okay, let's continue on. Luisa tomó fotos desde la distancia y logró hacer una en la que aparecía su hermano con cara de pánico. Okay, pobrecito. That's how it goes on. Pobrecito. <laughs> poor, poor Esteban here. Luisa tomó foto, fotos desde la distancia. So Luisa was taking photos from the distance. Y logró hacer una, and she managed, she was successful in doing one, in taking a photo. So she managed to get one. En la que aparecía su hermano, en which... Aparecía su hermano. Her brother appeared con cara de pánico, with a panicked face, with a panicked expression. Okay, let's talk about logró hacer una. In fact, let's talk about logró, first of all. Lograr, a very useful verb, to succeed in doing something. Again, Marina, can you give us some more examples of this? Mm -hmm. Por ejemplo, eh, esto es, era muy difícil para mí, pero... He logrado superarlo. Okay, so that was uh, very, or this was very difficult for me, but I managed to uh, to complete it, to succeed in it, superarlo. I managed to get over it. 
Okay, so lograr, to manage to do something, to succeed in doing something. Can you lograr with an exam? No, tienes que decir, he logrado aprobar el examen, but you cannot say, he logrado el examen. Good. Okay, so in that case, we need to say, he logrado aprobar el examen. Uh, I managed to uh, to approve to 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 succeed in the exam, but the the lograr part is the the managing to do something. However, there is a noun, uh, el logro, no? Sí. And that means is when you get something. So imagine that you get a merit after doing something. So that would be un logro. It's un like logro. a merit or yeah, so some kind of award or reward or something like that. In Spanish, we wouldn't say lograr plus noun. We would say he logrado ganar un premio. But we wouldn't use he logrado un premio. Perfecto. So we need the verb in there. Lograr plus a verb, not the noun. But we can win a prize. He ganado un premio, as, as you say. Okay, so that's logro hacer una. Um, Luisa managed to get one or to take one en la que aparecía su hermano. Right, so my question here is, could we say also en la cual aparecía su hermano? Yes, we could perfectly change en la que to en la cual and that would be perfect. Good, okay, so it's useful to see that, that we can swap those relative pronouns there. We can change en la que aparecía su hermano to en la cual aparecía su hermana. Su hermano, even. Okay, and uh, poor thing. Um, pobrecito. <laughs> Although it was funny. <laughs> Aunque fue gracioso. Muy bien. Okay, so let's continue. Para compensar el mal trago, le invitamos a comer chile relleno de pulpo a la diabla. Wow, okay, that sounds quite spicy. Okay, <laughs> para compensar el mal trago. Now, trago is a... Uh, a tricky word because it can mean a few things. Well, it can mean two main things. Um, when you have a swallow of something, a gulp of something, or even a sip, that's un trago, isn't it? Mm-hmm, that's right. But here we're talking about a different type of trago. Yes, even when you have a drink, you can say tomar un trago is to drink something. But in this case, this is not a literal meaning and it means like a bad thing he went through. So that situation that wasn't very nice for him would be a mal trago. Perfect. I think we would probably translate it into English as ordeal or something like that. So to make up for the this bad ordeal that he had experienced, le invitamos a comer chile relleno de pulpo a la diabla. Right, so we invited him to eat chile relleno, so stuffed chili pepper, de pulpo, It was stuffed with octopus a la diabla. Pues, ¿sabes algo de eso, Marina? Sí, solo con escuchar el nombre podemos intuir que es una comida un poco picante, ¿no? Sí. <laughs> so, deviled uh, octopus, uh, it does sound pretty, pretty spicy. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, this is mainly made up of uh, pulpo, ajo, cebolla, chiles... Y tiene alguna salsa de tomate y, y de, de jugo de naranja. All right, okay, a little bit of everything. Good, okay, let's continue. Cuando terminamos, nos pasamos por el mercado de brujas. 
donde vendían desde recuerdos hasta pociones. Wow, ok, so when we ended, when we finished, nos pasamos por el mercado de brujas. So, pasarse, uh, we went for a walk through por el mercado de brujas. So, this is the witch's market, donde vendían, where they sold, desde recuerdos hasta pociones. So, they sold everything from uh, souvenirs to potions. Me compré un amuleto y cogí un par de souvenirs para mis padres. Ok, me compré. I bought for myself un amuleto. Now, an amuleto would be an amulet, a charm, some kind of good luck charm. Y cogí un par de souvenirs para mi, mis padres. And I, I, I got, I, I collected, I took a pair of souvenirs, a couple of souvenirs for my parents. Ok. Let's pause just there for a little break and we'll be back in just a moment to finish off uh, the rest of this text. We wanted to let you know that there's a premium version of the Travel Diaries course and this includes a set of lesson notes where you'll be able to read the text from each of the diaries and uh, work through the vocabulary and any explanations that we've provided. There's also a video version of the text where we've left space for you to repeat the words and phrases used, giving you an opportunity to practice your speaking and your pronunciation. For more information about this, head to coffeebreakacademy.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Muy bien, pues entonces vamos a seguir con nuestro texto de hoy. Vamos a seguir. Después de aquel extraño, aunque interesante paseo, fuimos al Kijikiji, el que era considerado el mejor mirador de la paz. Ok, so after that strange but interesting walk, después de aquel extraño, aunque interesante paseo, fuimos a Kijikiji, So we went to Kijikiji, el que era considerado el mejor mirador de la paz. Um, the one which was considered the best uh, viewpoint of la paz. 
Why is it el que era considerado and not just que era considerado? We could say both. We could say que era considerado and el que era considerado. If we include el, we are just being a little bit more specific and we are mm, like repeating what we are referring to. So making sure that we're talking about a masculine singular thing that would be el mirador. Okay, so fuimos al, kili, al kijikiji, so we went to the kijikiji, the one that was considered something like that. Uh, that might be a little too much in English, but which uh, was considered the best uh, viewpoint, mirador of La Paz. Mm -hmm. And in this case, we could also change it as before we were talking about and say el cual era considerado. Good. Okay, it's always good to have multiple options. Okay. Y no decepciona, porque nos quedamos boquiabiertos. So here we've got another use of quedarse here. Um, different from the previous one, no nos quedamos mucho tiempo, we didn't stay for long. Here it is, nos quedamos boquiabiertos, similarly to, to what you said earlier about nos quedamos de piedra. Uh, we, we were left boquiabiertos. With our mouths open, we were we were gobsmacked, we were flabbergasted, something like that. It's a great word, boquiabiertos. No nos pasamos por la prisión de San Pedro, porque se nos hizo tarde y preferíamos ir a Sopocachi, el barrio más moderno de La Paz. So, this is a little bit tricky. Se nos hizo tarde. Hacerse means to become. And here it's se nos hizo tarde. So it to us became late. So basically it got late. But we have to use this construction here. Se nos hizo tarde. So the day to us made late. It became late to us. And therefore we are seeing that it got late. Se nos hizo tarde. Y preferíamos ir a Sopocazzi. And we were preferring to go to Sopocazzi. El barrio más moderno de La Paz, the most modern uh, area of La Paz. Tomamos algo allí y terminamos cenando jate. Te sorprendería saber qué son los jates. Okay, so tomamos algo allí. So to tomar algo means to, to have something to eat, to have something to drink. Y terminamos cenando jate. And we ended up eating jate. And as I know I said... Te sorprendería saber qué son los jates. You would be surprised to know what jates are. Okay, Marina, ¿qué son los jates? So, this is a contraction of the English uh, word or name for this food, hot dog. Okay. <laughs> so, this is a Bolivian way to refer to a hot dog. Jate, jate dog. <laughs> yeah, but they consider this a special... It's like very a traditional, I, would, I wouldn't consider it a dish maybe, but it's something really typical from this area, from what they call La Baja California. And there they cook it in a different way. They have like, they made three main changes. The bread is very important for them. So they have a specific bread and they also included uh, tocino enrollado. Okay, so tocino is like bacon. Mm -hmm. And the bacon is is like in a specific way and it's wrapped around the sausage. Ah, okay, right. So it's a sausage wrapped in bacon. Mm -hmm. And they have a, sp 
special cream that it's mainly mayonnaise with uh, milk. So if you are wondering what to try the next time you're in La Paz, then why not try jate? Mm -hmm. And in there they call them jates paseños or paceños. Of course, so the path, La Paz, we're saying La Paz because we are speaking with a, a Spain-Spanish uh, pronunciation. Of course, if you were in Bolivia, you'd be much more likely to hear La Paz. And therefore, the adjective that is linked to La Paz or La Paz is paceño or paseño. Mm -hmm. Muy bien. Perfecto. Okay, so we've covered quite a few things. What I would like you to do here is listen out for these uses of quedar or quedarse in this text. Again, as we're listening through and you'll see what we've talked about and recognize the different versions of quedarse. Let's have another listen. En La Paz nos esperaban muchas cosas que ver y, sobre todo, mucha comida para probar. Desayunamos en el mercado de Nicolás Bravo y estuvimos visitando el centro de la ciudad. Vimos la Basílica de San Francisco y la Plaza Murillo. La plaza estaba llena de palomas. Como Esteban les tenía fobia, no nos quedamos mucho tiempo. Luisa tomó fotos desde la distancia y logró hacer una en la que aparecía su hermano con cara de pánico. Pobrecito, aunque fue gracioso. Para compensar el mal trago, le invitamos a comer chile relleno de pulpo a la diabla. Cuando terminamos, nos pasamos por el mercado de brujas, donde vendían desde recuerdos hasta pociones. Me compré un amuleto y cogí un par de souvenirs para mis padres. Después de aquel extraño, aunque interesante paseo, fuimos al Kijikiji, el que era considerado el mejor mirador de la paz. Y no decepciona porque nos quedamos boquiabiertos. No nos pasamos por la prisión de San Pedro porque se nos hizo tarde y preferíamos ir a Sopocachi, el barrio más moderno de la paz. Tomamos algo allí y terminamos cenando jate. Te sorprendería saber qué son los jates. Pues ya está. That's it for this episode of the Coffee Break Spanish Travel Diaries. And we hope you've enjoyed spending some time with us in Bolivia, in La Paz. Now, next time we're heading on further, we're going to Cochabamba. And we'll hear more about that next time. If you'd like to get more out of the Travel Diaries, then you can check out the full course. And that gives you access to the lesson notes and a pronunciation practice video where you can uh, practice your own pronunciation as you read along with Ainoa. You can find all of that at coffeebreakacademy.com. And don't forget that you can follow the adventures of Ainoa, Esteban and Luisa on our Instagram account. And you can also see some photos of the places they visit. Just search for Coffee Break Languages and don't forget to follow us. Muy bien, pues entonces... Ya está, that's it for this time. We hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, Marina, como siempre, muchas gracias. Muchas gracias a ti, es un placer. Y muchas gracias a, a todos vosotros. Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon with the next episode. Hasta luego. Hasta luego.
You have been listening to a Coffee Break Languages production for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2021 Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2021 Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.